Hello, 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 everyone out there. We are back and welcome back to Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo here, and we got Becky in the building, y'all. I know, guys, it's been a while since we recorded together, right? It's it feels like super long. Like we were literally like we're high as fuck again. Oh yeah. Shout out to the Triple Seven strain. Yeah, what what company was that from? It's from Columbia Care here in Illinois. Oh. In Illinois. If you uh, buy your weed in Illinois. Uh in Columbia Care, they have this really dope uh it's 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 a brand. It's triple seven. It's like their their this the particular strain. Well, the strain is was Sunset Sunset Octane. But um yeah, it was it's really good. It's, it's it a, and was awesome. I, would, I took one hit from the bong. No, I took two. I took two. Yeah. And I was... Guys, we needed a moment. Yeah, we had yeah. to, like, wait an hour or so to, like, before we record. Because we were just literally... Plus, me and Becky, like, we've, we haven't been in, you know... We haven't been in the studio together in quite some time. And, like, we'll share, you know, with you guys... Uh, so, speaking really just quickly on, like, the, the today's, you know, structure. So, like... You know, typically lately I've been having guests on, you know, and so usually, you know, we do like a segment where, you know, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, pop culture or whatever, or then we'll go into, you know, our main topic. But me and Becky this time have not seen each other in quite some time. So we have a lot of catching up to do. We've caught we've caught up on our own, but we still have more to catch up on. So. So, yeah, this is going to be more of like the shoot the shit episode. But we do have a topic that we want to discuss a little bit deeply in. And I'll let Becky tell them, tell you guys like why. Like so, Becky. Like, what what what's been going on in your life? So I lost my grandmother. Yes, last week on Wednesday. Yeah, I lost my grandmother. She was ninety four years old. Shout out to her. She was a long life. Um, she was very very special to me. Um, so yeah, it's been kind of a whirlwind and I've I've I tried to record I stupidly yeah guys you and then you guys that's what I'm saying like we do this for you we love doing this by the way like Becky was telling she's like I miss being in the studio like I want to you know but like and we love doing this for you guys it just shows you right there because Becky was like literally she's grieving her, her grandmother who she loves dearly and all the stories that she's told me like this woman sounds amazing you know and, and was surrounded by so much love and sh- truly like cared about everyone and and, right, everyone, and you said that she even prayed for us, which was so yeah. t- so touching, you know. Right. And this bitch really tried to come into the studio and talk to y'all. And I said, "Girl, <laughs> if you don't go home and cry for a few days," which was, you know, shout out to you for trying. You know what I mean? I think, like, I, I think I was just in shock at first, right? And then, um, like, I couldn't believe it finally happened. The day finally came, you know, because you know that, especially as people get older, you know that the day will come. You know, the chickens will come to roost, as they say. You what? Know? Who says that? I'm sorry, what? It's a Caucasian colloquialism. Girl, who are you talking to with these colloquialisms? Oh, my God. Um, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> <We're>... No. <laughs> Becky's like, wait a minute now. Right. So, no. So, you know, I knew this day would come, and I think I was just in shock at first, and you know, I think initially when you're in shock, you're kind of like, well, you know, I got to see her before she passed. You know, I spent two beautiful days, you know, at her home, you know, while she was dying. 
Um, and so I kind of was like, all right, like I got this, like I, you know, I'm going to keep it moving. So I was like, oh, let me go do this. Let me go do that. Girl, she and I like called him. It. I was like, oh, we can record tomorrow. Cause I, you know, yeah. I was in Texas when we were supposed to record the Monday before. Right. Cause the, the service like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And <laughs> Kate yeah. even called me in the morning. She's like, hey, how'd you wake up? I was like, I'm great. I'm like, yeah. going to the store. I'm going to go do this. And then like as the day went Girl, on. Girl, no, there was a snow there was a snowstorm. there was a snowstorm. And like I was like sitting on the couch crying, you know. I was like, and I, I can't. Was just, like, I can't. And then I looked at the weather too and I was like, wait. And, then it, and it was going to be two hours to get to Kim's. And right. I was like, you know what? This is a sign. Hell yeah. This is a sign. She brought on that storm because she really tried it when she knew she knew the universe knew she needed to stay home. So, right. Right. so yeah, guys, that that in a sense, you know, I, I want to honor Becky and how she's feeling. Right. And also there's a lot of grief in my life, too, that we so that's going to be our main topic later. Yeah. I feel like that we can really dive in deeper with that and just have a nice little discussion and for honestly, about that. I also feel like it's been a really heavy time. Right. In general. Like, right. I'm sure that all of you are kind of feeling. um odd you know just with the situation in ukraine with russia yeah you know it's that and i and i get it the day that they invaded was the day my grandmother died so oh my goodness wow what I, a dark day yeah yeah and so i feel like i'll just i feel you too like i feel if you're feeling down and out about it like how can we clink a glass here about anything when there are people whose lives have been changed forever in a matter yeah. of days you know like it's heavy i saw this video that really got it gutted me like i it was a it was the perspective from a child during a war oh my god and it was one of those those cameras that are just literally like um they call it um just like their headshots like it's like a head yeah. view and so you just watch the girl's head and like what she's doing and then you see her like you know at home playing with her friends da, da, da. and then all of a sudden boom she's like there's bombs she's running she's like all dirty was this she's on at, tiktok this was on facebook like somebody okay. reposted it and was like they watched it and they were like oh my god like this is horrible like wars is like because they were saying like war is the worst on the children you know or like because it's like they don't understand what the fuck's going no. on. You know, they're like so young. Oh, they're so like, young. you know, oh then all of a God. sudden, yeah, it was really tough. It was a really tough thing. And then, you know, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Like, I know this is the topic of the time because it is a big deal. It is a big yeah. deal. It's Russia and Ukraine and Russia's wilding. And I was so grateful when I saw that China was saying they're, they're wilding because like, if if China joined Russia, girl, that would have been the end of the world. Yeah. I was like, how are we going to survive this? Like, there's no way. They you know? might feast on a weak Russia if they drag out this war and run out of money eventually. You know, that, right. that might be a possibility. Like, they'll just be like, all right, you guys fucked up. We're taking over, you know. See, and that's what's scary. Because it's mm -hmm. like, we don't, with the technology we have now... We ain't gonna make it, y'all. Nobody. No. You know what I'm saying? Because we this if we didn't learn something from this pandemic, we had to learn that we are all connected. Mm -hmm. The fuck? Like we right. had this but this bacteria, this, not bacteria, this virus that was killing everyone in the world, and it didn't matter how much money you had, it didn't matter what race you were, it, did not it didn't matter your sex, okay? It was killing everybody. All right. So the fact that we had that and we the whole world then shut down we got the we got the the animals in the wild happy cuz humans are at home not <laughs> fucking up the planet and shit you know we got polar bears out twerking and kicking in the arctic because we at home and we don't got to bother these fucking animals 
and leaving the nature the way the fuck it is. China, the sm- the smog over China cleared, right. and they saw the fucking like sky for the first time, like on some Matrix type shit. Like you guys, not seeing the sky. Girl, I was in China. Yeah, I saw it. There's actually I I spent time in um, Saltillo. Uh-huh. It's a city in Mexico on the on the frontier, like right outside of Laredo. Um, and it's a huge factory city. There's a ton of American companies Ooh. that have factories there. Yeah, dude, the air quality. <sighs> yeah, I got sick. I believe every it. single time we would drive through there, like I'd be vomiting, dude. Headache. It was bad, dude. And then as soon as we clear away from that from that air, yeah, like back to normal. That's fucking scary because you know there's people that live in those towns. I know. Like, how are they? So, that's really terrifying. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's no joke that literally, I mean, come on. What are we guys all about? What are we all about? It's like sustainability here, you know? Right. It's, it's we're pl- destroying the planet. You know what I mean? And like with everything else that's going on, it's like, it just shows you right there. Because I was like really upset. Uh, so you guys, yeah. oh, also, I, like I just got back from Portland too. Like me and Ricky, producer Rick, oh, yeah. we went to Portland. Like left. I love to. Yeah, we weren't here, y'all. I literally posted. I was like, "Happy, Happy Black History Month, guys! We're on vacation, <laughs> like, because I'm like, we ain't, we ain't clocking in, you know, like we going through it, y'all, you know." And so, yeah, I'm like, "Y'all gonna be just fine," you know. what I'm saying, I love you guys down though, you know. We're, that's why we're back, you know. What we was, love doing the this. The phrase that was killing me in February was like, everyone would comment on like any kind of meme page was like but like at least like from black Twitter and like black Instagram like damn and during black history month too. and during black history month like <laughs> it's always gotta be some bullshit you give us 28 days and y'all gonna give us all this shit the fuck like it's it's planned okay it's premeditated at this point I'm offended alright no just kidding no but literally like I literally posted that I was like y'all gonna be just fine we're on you know we're gonna be on CP time this week guys so we're, you know no. Yeah, it's very that. It's very, it's, very it's giving that. you very colored right. people time, colored people time. There's nothing like a death in the family, too, to make you realize this is who you are. OK, like, these are your people, ma'am. Yeah, so, literally. And you got to just embrace it. You yeah. Know, you got to embrace the mess. True that. The ghetto. True that. The ghetto. <laughs> yeah. But this is episode 69, guys. So, oh yeah, we've That's made sexual. it to six. 69 I know you know what and you know what I thought about it Becky because I, I was like I you want you themed it out damn no I thought about this but I'm like we haven't talked up to each other in so no, long true, 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 true. I was like I yeah. we people are gonna think Becky fell off the fucking world like no <laughs> she's fine guys but we were we have been going through it but no well like you know trust me I've thought about that there'll be you know 69 you know I'll give you guys a little I'll give you guys a little story or something fuck it whatever a little sexual <laughs> story from me maybe that'll be cute after grief wow <laughs> jesus how dark honestly though there is nothing like an orgasm Ooh, when you Lord. are grieving bitch there is nothing like an orgasm although i cried a lot although i will say this when everything first happened i had an orgasm for like 72 hours and i was like this is how i know this shit is like for real like, you guys that's facts because <laughs> this bitch is a hot ass okay Becky be Becky be hot in the pants, <laughs> so she needs to get that nut off. So when she she's not she's not masturbating, what? That's a problem. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I mean like it was funny because that that day that I didn't come record, Joey calls me like, "How are you feeling? How are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm I'm okay. I'm just here at home, you know." 
Um, I ran all my errands today. I'm just relaxing. And he's like, well, at least you get to dither yourself. And I was like, I haven't even done that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you like, see this? No, and, he, and it was funny because then he panicked. He was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He already knew. He already knew. He like, was like, really my funny. wife is not okay, guys. <laughs> this Joey, shout out to you, Joey, and your wife, Becky, here. Becky's literally a sister wife to everybody. <laughs> like, legit. Like, she's got her wife, Jill. She's got her husband, Joey. We're like sister wives yeah, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, what you call it? In the podcast world. Well, also, what do, we, what do, you, what do you call where we're, the, with the chickens and everything? The utopia. Oh, yeah. She calls it the utopia because I got chickens <laughs> and fucking cats and weavers. Beaver. Y'all, there was a beaver in my backyard the other day. <laughs> I said, what are you doing? And then my cat, the feral cat that we, that you know, that she's our cat. She's literally our cat. She just lives outside, guys. Boots. She, yeah, Boots. Like, literally, Boots was escorting him out of the fucking area. <laughs> she was like, a, it was hilarious. It was like, she was, while he was, come on now, like the, the security yeah. guard outside the club. Right. Well, she was like, come on now. Pocket. Right. She was escorting that little nigga out of the club. The beaver was was like hobbling on the way to the fence and shit. I was like, where am I living right now? Where's the water? I was like, like, there's a beaver in my backyard? I swear, y'all, I live in Chicago proper. I mean, you know, like... <laughs> In Illinois, you know what I'm saying? I don't live in fucking, you know, the countryside or anything, which nothing, there's nothing wrong with that because I live. I, I aspire to be in the countryside. She Dead ass. I love this life. Um, but yeah, guys, um, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, it is episode 69, which is what in Spanish? 69. Great. Thanks. Fuck. Now I got to say it in Thai. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Because I'm like, shit, I thought you were going to take a while. No, so I got to think. All right. Nung sang sam si ha hok. Hok nung sang sam si ha hok jet bet gao. Hok sip gao is 69 in Thai. Who Lord Dang. have mercy. Yeah. Sawadika from my Thai people out there. I know you're not listening, but whatever. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> you will one day. Right. And you'll be pleased to hear Thai on this podcast. Right. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, we are going to just like, you know, talk a little bit, shoot the shit, have a little fun. Uh, let's take a little quick breaky and then we'll come back. We'll talk about what's currently going on right now, <laughs> which it's lots, there's lots of mess. And then, yeah, we'll be right back, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. And we, and we will be right back, be right back after, after these detailed, detailed messages. And we are back, everyone. All right, you guys are you guys ready for mess? <laughs> you guys ready for mess? Um, no, so yeah, guys, there's been a lot of stuff going on in pop culture that me and Becky, we're pop culture stands. Yeah. We cannot ignore. So we're gonna do a little recycling of the news a little bit because uh, we gotta address the mess that is the Chicago kid that is Kanye and AKA your yay. aka yay and your homegirl kim which apparently i'm obsessed with because i talk about all the time on my tiktok and instagram <laughs> so which is it's just entertaining guys we just can't so yes we haven't talked about that but you know it's no. something that is you know very much a topic because why you know kanye has been pretty much it's been such a roller coaster with yes too and also like it it the situation kind of, I feel like, reached a boiling point around the Super Bowl mm -hmm. with all of his exposure on social media and then him going to the Super Bowl. Like, 
he was trending higher than like the Super Bowl was trending. Really? Yeah, girl. Oh, girl, he was planning all this shit then. That's why I, I, so I don't know if anyone that follows me saw I did like a little poll where I was like, was it just me or was Kanye in cahoots with the NFL so they can girl get boosted? I really think that's a legitimate thing that we could think about. Oh, one thousand percent. Because also too, I don't know if you so in the so part of the drama behind the Super Bowl buzz from Kanye was he was taking North and Saint to the Super Bowl, and I don't know there was some kind of miscommunication I think be- between him and Kim because like he kind of like lost his shit and then I think that was like the weekend she was actually like posting pictures and getting caught up with like oh pete, pete davidson pete big and dick so, pete yeah because that apparently his dick is swole i can see it baby leg I, yeah i can see it too i i, I actually know that that's probably a fact yeah yeah mm-hmm. also too like we've talked about this when you're funny like right. really funny right you don't got to do like no, you can do whatever. You yeah. Want. Funny you guys got it like that. Y'all yeah, that's they real. Really do. They and naturally really do. funny people though. Natural, like na- if you got to try hard to make yeah, me laugh. You are annoying. You yeah. Are, shut don't, up. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't try. Don't. It, it'd be better for you not to do that. Yeah. But if you're just one You'd of these be more alluring, if you just shut your mouth, literally, you know? literally. Um, <laughs> but so I think he kind of just lost his shit and, yeah. you know, was freaking out. Like, like most guys, you know, who see their ex move on for the first time, even though they have moved on themselves yeah. on several occasions, you know, like it's his it's ego. Just, girl. It's a hard pill to swallow. Exactly. It's an, it's his ego. It's his ego. He just can't deal and with somebody. Was, so he was talking about the kids coming with him to the Super Bowl and was like, my wife should be coming with me to the Super Bowl. We're a family. That's what Super Bowls do is bring families together. He said that yeah, shit? Girl. Oh, God. I didn't even hear this shit. How are you not? It, cause, not cause, that part, no. Thing, I saw him at... The thing is, though, that day on Sunday, I, mm-hmm. cause the thing is, I was hosting people at my house for Yeah. It. Just like my family. It wasn't anything crazy. But like... I woke up excited and I had babysat my niece the day before. So we woke up excited together. We went and got Starbucks. So I was like keeping up with all that. And I was like, oh my, this man has lost his mind. Yeah, his ever loving mind. The thing is, though, I was excited to watch the halftime show, but I really was not like excited to watch the game. I was like, whatever. But all the buzz that he had around the Super Bowl while I was like, well, I'm about to watch this shit as soon as it starts. Like, yeah, I, he's going to, he do got something. people to, yeah. yeah, he got people to watch he it. Got or people at least, to watch yeah. it because the thing is he, so he, he went on live on his Instagram at he, the Super Bowl, at the Super Bowl. Uh-huh, he there got you go. there. Yeah. And the thing is they, the, Anyhow, he wore that mask that was covering his face. Also, this is why I feel like they were in cahoots, the NFL and Kanye together. Yeah. They didn't have seats in a suite. You mean to tell me Kanye West, one of the most high profile celebrities in the world, does not have a suite at the Super Bowl? Oh, he was out. He was in, out yeah. In regular yeah. Seats where people could see him. And like, oh, 1,000%. Like, he could see that he was at the 50 yard line. Yeah. Like he could see everything. But it's also like, it was just odd that yeah. he was sitting there with everyone. I'm sure he had security with him. But I was like, and he went on live and he was like, Showing like Saints and North and was like, guys, look, we got good seats, right? Oh like, my we gosh. and I was like, something is amiss here. Yeah, like, this is just not normal. And why would you put your kids 
again, more high-profile kids who right. don't want to be photographed, who right. don't have a say, or can't give their consent, you know, to have their picture taken. You're sitting them right there, really? Yeah. Like, come on. It's just like something was yeah. not okay. I'm glad you see it too. No, like, I mean, no. I <laughs> listen. There's no, there's no coincidence that this is he's wiling out, like you know, because like before the major crisis, he, he has these like lulls, right, where he'll go up and down, up and down, where he's like, oh, he's wiling Every again. He releases a new album, bitch. He of course. Up. But it's like, of course. So what we had that he released that fucking documentary on, on Netflix and the Donda two and Donda two, on, right? But it's on. I haven't listened to it. It's on his own streaming service. Yeah, and, and it's so, like a device you have to buy for two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's it's genius because it's like only people like himself, Brianna, Beyonce, that like the state, like people that have enormous stands will actually spend the money, right. and go and do this because the thing is, and it's exclusive because like Apple offered listen, him this. Like, I'm a stand, but I am not spending two hundred dollars on there, you unless it's his concert ticket. Listen though, but there are people that are ultimate Kanye stands yeah, that they're true. like I will do whatever this motherfucker says that's true. and he knows that and so he and then they were saying that like he made way more money with this doing it his way than having it stream on like Apple for you know like and he made that in like what like a month or so. it was like ridiculous the numbers I don't know the numbers exactly but basically that nigga was like this is the, he's a marketing genius let's just yeah. put it that way and is it is he being toxic and is he being actually harassing? Is he yes. harassing Kim? Absolutely. Yes, he However, he doesn't respect that woman because no. that is his, that's a child that's your mo- that's the mother of your children and you're out here blasting her name out. You know what I'm saying? Like calling her out in in the media and all this shit. Like I feel like he was like I don't have respect for her because this is how she got famous. So I'm gonna use it against her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she like she can't dare say. I'm, I'm like, oh, how dare you are out here talking to me in the public? Bitch, this is your life. Everybody talks about you, so you should be fucking used to it. And then on top of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's got stuff happening. He's got other albums. He's got Netflix shows. Oh, it's a perfect... It was like a marketing... Him and Chris sat down and planned this. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, yeah. like I still think Chris is, like, you know, working with Kanye or whatever, because she's like, I... They both are, like, pulling their cocks out yeah. and, like, like, like measuring yeah. him. Because, like, they're both good at it. Right. They're both really right. good at it, you know? And, um... I don't know. I didn't want. Have you watched the documentary on Netflix? Yeah, I watched the first episode. Okay, so what did you think? Because I haven't watched it yet. So, you know me. I'm like a Southsider through and through. And it was so nostalgic. And I was so like, oh my God. Like, I remember this. And I remember that. Oh my God, I used to go there. I can't believe you lived right here. Okay. You know, so it's it's kind of like a it, for at least the first episode has been kind of like a source of like civic pride and also too like college dropout, dude. No, we cannot college deny. dropout. Yeah. Is, oh my god! Yeah. It is like it is a masterpiece. Absolutely. It yeah. really it gives yeah. me goosebumps still when I listen to it. Yeah. You know, I'm probably gonna listen to it on the way home now after this. Same. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I fully support I she, Kanye she before. She canceled him. She canceled I canceled him. new Kanye. I don't know this Kanye. He's, you know, and I'm sure the documentary is going to explain it because I know they're, they're yeah, getting there. I think we're also getting, um, I don't know, if, have you watched it? I haven't. So I haven't the thing yet. is we're getting a full on glimpse of who he was. And again, so, you know, I was talking to Kim about, you know, my experience with my watching my grandmother die, you know, in front of me and, you know, now with her burial and her wake and like 
they made this huge PowerPoint with all these like wonderful pictures from her life. And, you know, it was so surreal to see different versions of my grandmother and all the different guys. uh, Even if you don't embrace change. Yeah. Change will happen. You know what I mean? Like you are never going to be the same person. You throughout, ever, your whole throughout life. Throughout your whole life. That's, yeah. You know? And the thing with Kanye, and, and I guess maybe this is coming out of my standom, you know, because I, I am a huge fan of his. I always have been. And it's, it, always, it always hasn't been the easiest to be his fan, especially as of late, you know. But I appreciate his musical genius, you know. I, really I do, do too. Yeah. And, you know, I think to see this documentary and to see the diff- the early version of yeah. Kanye, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. And especially to see him with his mother. That is... Oh my... Yeah. I was- heard that that woman was like his biggest fucking fan mm-hmm. and like was his biggest hype man. Yeah. Like she would... She was the one that like yes. was believed in him more than he believed in himself, which is beautiful. And guys, l- listen, people of color like... I don't know. I feel like especially for Latinos, I mean, I can't speak to black people, you know, like, but I know for me, it's like when you come from a a generations of like survival and, you know, people just kind of getting by as they could, you know, there's a there's an inherent fear there of like, I can't take risks. Yeah. I can't do this because it's a it's a, what if it doesn't work out? What if you lose I, it? If I work hard and save some money and like make myself a nice little nest, like I'll be okay. Yeah. You know? And I it it's it was really powerful to see a parent be like because she was a, a college professor, you know. Yeah. She, she was a smart. She wanted woman. him to get an education and go to school and I'm sure wanted him to get a nice cushy job behind a desk somewhere, but Kanye had different plans and she full, she still fully supported that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's very powerful to see like a parent just like let it go and let God and be like, you know what? Like my kid says he wants to be a musician and he, he thinks he can make it really big. Then you know what? I'm going to support him. That's beautiful. You know? And yeah. like that's, it was just, that's really what we nice would to see. You that's know? what I'm like, sure a lot of people just would aspire to have that right, support. Right. Exactly. Right. Cause not everybody does support they're, you know, they're right. people like that. And, I, so. and then I think, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I can't you Me know, neither, speak yeah. to that experience. But I'm sure as a parent, you always want the best for your child and you want to keep them safe and you want to protect them. But you know what? It's like your kids are going to, everyone's going to make mistakes. You right. know, there gets to a point where you're like, yeah. You're gonna sink or swim, and I feel <laughs> it is what it is. Like I'll be here. Like go right. Do what have you fun. Do. You know. Like I, f- I feel like we started to see the decline with Kanye when we lost Donda. Like when she yeah. left this planet. Yeah. Like when she transitioned transitioned to her new life or her next life, the afterlife. Literally that's when I feel like we started to see the erratic behavior yeah. and like kind of like the spiraling and like the, you know, just the just the the. You know, unnormal things like the the the, the rants, the like you know, right. calling out random people and right. just you know, I feel like that's something that he, I feel like Donda was his what his mom, you know, rest in peace to her, like grounded him a lot, like kept right. him kept him grounded and kept him level headed, and you know, as much as Kim, I'm sure I I do think that Kim loved loved Kanye very deep. I do think she they loved each other. Yeah. I don't doubt that she didn't love that man. Yeah. I really don't. I don't think that she would have been able to, as much as she's into, 
you know, being famous, you know, commitment, a level of commitment, having that many goddamn kids with that man, the way he is. Now nah, she loved him. Right. Right. And cause you, you connected forever. You just had all these kids with this kid, with this man, you know? So, right. and the thing is, um, is you know, the, all the and behavior. I think that's why she keeps her mouth shut. Too. I think She's so too, because, like, you know and what? I respect that because her, mm-hmm. that's still her, the father of her children. And I think she's a good mom. And I think she loves her yeah. kids very much. And I think that she just doesn't want to be known for talking bad about her their their father. Right. Unlike right. him, who's like literally like, you know, like just I don't know. It's like and, and then again, we also know that Kanye is not, you know, he's what, bi- diagnosed bipolar. He's bipolar. Right. right. So are these just, you know, is he, you know, very much episodes or, right. And we're not his doctors. We don't know Absolutely if he's not. taking medication or if he is or you know, if he's not. Right. But he's a bit manic right now though. Like he's yeah. he's manic right now. And that mm-hmm. actually is a thing that happens with people that are bipolar. So right. and the thing is, can you imagine though being like the level of celebrity that they are and like having all this fake fucking Hollywood shit around you twenty four seven? Like when I tell you guys, I don't want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want that. Right. I do not. I like, I like people, like, leaving me alone for the most part. I like, I like money, but, like, I like, but I like the fact that it's, like, okay, I don't have to, like, ask permission to go places and have fucking bodyguards around me 24-7. You know, that's, that's exhausting. Right. And that's what they're at. And so how, we can't even fathom, like, the, what they're both, what they're all going right. through. Cause we're just not in their shoes. And like, did you see that there was like this, like this clip that came out of like the Kardashians, I don't know, the Kardashians were all sitting together and talking and like Courtney was talking about it. She was like, yeah, like I don't think I was meant to be famous. Did you ever see that clip? No. Oh my God. This clip was really good. It was like, it was like Courtney. It was like Chloe. It was like Kim. It was like Kylie. And they're all sitting in talk- circle talking about fame. And Courtney straight up was like, I was not, she's like, I don't think I was meant for this. Like I wasn't meant to, I wasn't meant to be famous. And yeah. then Kylie was like, I, I definitely was not meant to be famous. She's like, she literally was like, I don't like this. Like she was straight up like, this sucks. Really? Yeah. And then Kim was like, I was meant to be famous. And I was like, bitch, yeah, you would be. Okay. Like literally like Courtney was like, no, I did not like, this is yeah. not what I thought. Kylie the same. And like, you know, so Courtney's an Aries sun and a Scorpio moon like me. Who? Courtney. Oh really? She's an Aries sun and a Scorpio. She's moon. always been my fave. Yeah, I always, I love, <laughs> I love Courtney. I you know what? She's the only Kardashian I follow still. Okay. Really? I don't follow none of them hoes. Courtney, I still follow because I, I respect that bitch. I don't know. I when she pulled that that baby from her vagina, I was like, <laughs> we, I fuck with you, homie. Like she just like I just was like. Yes, I see she, it for her. She definitely lives unapologetically. Yeah. You know, like she truly gives zero fucks. And I about, love yeah. that. I love that. Mind you, like, is she like, you know, a part of this, you know, she's a part of it. You know, she's right. a part of it. You know, like, so I'm not going to sit there, but, you know, and because I, because I, there's so many things about the Kardashians that I don't like because I just don't like the image that they're giving to kids right. and like this, you know. Guys, Kim just read me for Phil because there was this one Instagram model Oh. I was like, oh my God, look at this girl I follow. Isn't she beautiful? And Kim was like, Beck, that fake ass body. And I was like, what? Okay. Bitch, I don't know how you didn't see it. Cause she was like, <laughs> she was really trying to show me this bitch to me and saying that she, her body's natural. I'm like, girl, <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. And then I just like, sh- like, come on now. Cause the thing is like, and, and you know, and, and Kim and I had a conversation earlier about body image, yeah. you know, and it's like, and what you know, and we were comparing it to like how animals behave in the wild. Oh yeah, who like have 
be- the males have to have beautiful feathers to attract a mate and things like that. And I was like, you know, I think a lot of people, they, there, a lot of people kind of condemn any kind of like, you wear makeup, you get plastic surgery, you're so vain, yeah. you know, like, but it's also like, we're decorating ourselves. I love the way Becky said that. Yeah. She's like, we're decorating ourselves. (laughs) I love the way she said that. But it's true. Yeah. But, but, but going back to Kim's point, it's like, where do you draw that line? Yeah. It's like no longer healthy. And it's, it's become, it becomes something that consumes you and it sets an unattainable standard. Absolutely. I think that's the rest of people that don't have the resources and the connections that, someone like Kim Kardashian has right. to like get work done and look beautiful and yeah. have the time to like wash her face every night. Like, right. Listen, most moms with four kids are not. Oh, washing please. Their face at night. Let's look if like they shower. Right. right? Like right. smelling like breast milk all right. day and stinking. That's- like, listen, okay. Shout out to the moms because like I right. said, I, I salute you down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like even Kylie too. Kylie was like, I like, she, I know that woman, that woman, because she is a woman. She's a young woman. Yeah. With two children now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like all the things she did to her body and her image and her celebrity, like, you know what I mean? She's like, fuck. You know, she's probably like, fuck. Right. You know, like, you, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? She, she's done it, whatever. She like, and like she's given off this image that's very popular nowadays. You know, like that right. look, that Kylie look, that Kardashian look is all the rage. The BBLs, you call up your doc. I mean, we in Chicago. There's a big billboard downtown Chicago when you're ch- driving on 290 that says one eight hundred like BBL like whatever. And I was like, get the fuck no. It's like text this number if you want a BBL. <laughs> Guys, a BBL is, is Brazilian butt right. lift. Yeah, thank you. I was like, <laughs> literally like the 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 surgeries that these bitches are getting to look curvy and have the hips right. and the butts and the. You know, it's all the rage. It's all the rage now. And it's like, shout out to the Rihanna, shout out to the Rihannas, shout out to Rihanna, who, you know, is like with her Savage Fenty, you know, fashion shows that she's showing that like, that is not what all women look like or should aspire to look like, you know, and being so inclusive and having women up there that are just everyday women that have stretch marks or cellulite or has had a few babies. Like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like not everybody, that's not the only ideal image of beauty, you know? And we're feeling we're so hard on ourselves and we're so like tough on ourselves, you know, about how we should look or, you know, all that shit, you know? And it's like, you know, it doesn't help having these influencers like them show them like, you know, give them, give people unattainable, right. you know, cause like we, Becky just, Becky just like, I'm still, I still can't even believe this. Why? Cause she, Becky just sent me that the TikTok where the guy was explaining how expensive Beyonce's hair oh, was. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not really familiar with like black women and hair and like that whole like culture, like watch good hair, the, the documentary by Chris Rock, it's called good so hair. Good. It's very good and it's very accurate and it's, it's very transparent. So like, if you're one of these white people that are like, I don't understand black women and their hair, like just watch it. It's really informative and it's funny, it you is. know, it's very wholesome, very much so. And I feel like every, I feel like they, I was like, they should watch, they should show this to kids like in, in high school or something like, cause Honestly, it's funny and informative. Should. Yeah. And it's, and it's also, there's as, science as in, who it? Works in the beauty industry. I think it's also a historical piece. Mm. as well it really like paints yeah. a picture on like a time and in, in 
you know, in history, in the world, you know, during world history, we're like this like little niche subculture that exists, you know, yeah. it's an American thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's cause, right. Cause black women in, in and, Africa aren't buying and well, I'm not going to lie. That's a lie because I can't say that. I've never been to Africa and there's lots of different parts and countries in Africa true, where true, there's true. women that, you know, get their hair from everywhere, whatever, you know. And so but basically the whole thing was that, you know, there's a whole culture of of hair and black women in their hair and how, you know, weaves, extensions, you know, it sewings. It's expensive, It's guys. expensive, honey. And so what did the guy say uh, Beyonce's hair costs at the end of the day? So there was this guy who did a profile on TikTok on weaves, um, on Beyonce's weaves and how much they cost. And her um, on the run tour, world tour, I think part two, wig costs $145,000. Did you guys take that in? <laughs> this woman's hair, the wig, the weave, the extension, the installation, her hair cost one hundred and forty nine. $145,000. $145, that is just her hair, guys. Now, mind you, the guy broke things down like amazingly, yes. you know, and so, he but basically, deep. he dug really deep. We don't well, got to go into you know the. What? Sp- we'll, we'll reshare it on our. Yeah, on our but Instagram some people page. probably don't even give a. Sh- honestly, because I think it's he ta- interesting. All right, well, whatever. That could yeah. be, that'd be. That's true. I know some of you are probably like, I want to know all the names of the stylists because he, she had like. What like more than she had like five people work on this hair unit, and then because they ha- they call it a unit, it's not right. even just like a wig. They say unit because right. she had you guys. She like farmed this hair. She paid two Nor- Norwegian twins to grow their hair out in Norway for two years. For two years, and they had to eat an organic uh, diet. diet for her hair. Okay, and then they scalped them hoes and they bought it. They took it and made a wig and a unit, you know, and installed it into Beyonce's hair and she performed. And when you see that thing, it looks like that shit grew out of her scalp. When I tell you it is an artistry, okay? I do not have that on my head. I literally just have like my natural hair and curls. But however, I just got my hair done yesterday. That shit was expensive, you know what I mean? But was it worth it? Yeah, absolutely. My hair is beautiful. I love it. You know, shout out to, you know, my, my hair artist, Blue, she, in Chicago. She's mm-hmm. a talented woman. And it's amazing. But it's not cheap to look beautiful. And so that's what we were kind of going into, like, vanity. And, like, right. the, it's, it's n- in nature, in nature. There you is know, vanity. There is vanity. There's mm-hmm. decorations, right? We see right. The, the feathers. We see, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the prints. The fish that make designs on the bottom of the seafloor. Oh, the my sand. God. Yeah, for their maids. Yes. Yeah, like the octopuses. Octopuses. Octopus. Octopuki. I don't know what the fuck. What did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> Octopuki. I just spoke Thai guys or some shit. I don't know. But yeah, no, but they all change the way they look to attract a mate. Right. But in the nature, in nature, in wildlife, it's mostly the male that has have to do that to get the woman's attention right. whereas in our culture of humans it's and like the opposite for us, the the game has been switched on us because of the patriarchy the so. bullshit y'all <laughs> oh, i say ladies we need to make these motherfuckers wear you know their digs right, dress you know nice. dress haircut. nice get a haircut you know get you know get wash all what you need your to- ears like kim says <laughs> what, what do i say when you tell people to wash behind their ears oh you have to do that guys <laughs> come on now wash behind your ears you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely like mm-hmm. 
that should be a thing. You should want to look good for for your person. You know what I mean? I do think that's a thing. You know, like oh, I've, you know, sure. taking care of yourself and you know. But it's just so interesting, right? Because I feel like in our in our but, culture but and, and like, humans, but like, women we're feel going like back, that. It's a slippery slope. You know, like we got to draw the line somewhere. Like at one point, is it no longer for like nature? And it, at what point is like, are you just like living your life to impress? Someone else, which is cool. What, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, they're they're making money off us. Oh, well, that's true. They're impressing the masses. Yeah, we want we want to be them. We're so impressed. You very know? true. Like, very true. And listen, I'm not mad at it because guess what? For them, that's that's their that's the way they're getting paid. That's their check. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm not mad at the hustle. In fact, I'm jealous. Like I would hire Chris Chris <laughs> Jenner in a heartbeat if I could afford her. You know what I'm saying? But I just you know what I mean? Like, however, I don't want that. You know what I mean? Right. Like I just girl, I just want my chickens and cannabis right. and maybe a cute little farm, you know, and just, I, I like the freedom of not having to worry about where your money's coming from. Like you got yeah. money, you're good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's, so, and this is a great segue because I did want to talk about this a little bit because I wanted to give a, sh- like I, so guys, I'll put this in the show notes too. This is a great episode. So on getting grown, which I do want you to, this isn't a great episode because this episode, I guys. I think you might have sent it to me, but I wasn't, it got lost in the sauce. No, no, no. This just, this just, just came out. Said, I just listened okay. to it in like, 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 like the other day, like okay. yesterday. But this is an episode, their latest one, and I'll put it in the show notes. But getting grown, um, they talk about estate planning in, a, in, the, in, the, in our communities mm. and how important it is. Right. So guys, Estate planning, basically, like, again, I'm not an estate plan. I'm not a professional person in money whatsoever, but it's important because you're setting your, you're, you're setting your people up, basically your generations underneath, like, you know, after you coming after you with money, with riches, with stuff, you know, like with a trust with, you know, you know, it's, it's that whole thing. It's how white people have had money all this time. Like that is how white people have more money than us because they leave their legacies they they give their trusts they they have they sell their land their homes like you know they set it up where they have estate planning for their families you know and their whoever that they fuck with you know what i mean like and it's like why is it like people of color we're so programmed like when we die we like the next person starts from scratch each time well you know what i mean what i was going back to what i was saying is like you're so scared you're in survival mode you're in a cycle and Right. You keep your kids in this cycle of like, well, you sh- I know you want to be a singer, but right. just go to college. Right. Because you need it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, if and you have. It, we wouldn't have had Kanye if his mom hadn't let that go. You know? That's true. That's very true. Yes. You know, because so if you guys are still like, what the hell is estate planning or whatever? It's basically guys like you need to, they basically the whole the main thing I got from it, though, after what listening, listening to the episode was tomorrow literally go and go to all of your bank accounts go to your uh 401ks go to all your accounts whatever you have money or have something or even just riches or whatever riches riches. (laughs) why did i say who am i she called me out she's like bitch did you say riches where are we like in a pirate ship and like have like (laughs) like fucking treasure chests (laughs) and shit riches this is what we does, I'm y'all. So done. <laughs> Becky can't. <I'm> so <laughs> <laughs> Becky was not gonna let me like get forward with that after riches. Fuck, Beck. No, no, it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. It was. <laughs> I cannot. Why did I say riches? Whatever. If you have stuff, a car, a house, right. a Gucci bag. I don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Whatever <laughs> valuable that you feel like you have. Um, but most importantly, like for banks and stuff, just put a beneficiary on 
because from what they were talking about yeah. was that a lot of people don't know this, mm-hmm. right? And so basically when their loved ones die, instead of them leaving money or some sort of, you know, you know, something of value to their, their you know, their next of kin or their children, you know, they lose it and the bank acquires it. And guess where that money's at? in fucking white people's hands again. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a cyclical thing. Well, like we need to be more strategic about like, you know, thinking about the next generation or or at least setting up people after you. You know what I mean? Because it's like, instead of like being like, okay, when in death, that's it. You know, it's, it's over. You know, at least you can give yourself some joy that like, wow, when I die, I have a life insurance policy for $2 million. I'm setting this up so my brother or my sister or my son or yeah. my daughter can acquire that money yeah. and start from somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is something that is not hard, guys. Right. Life insurance policies are not super I expensive. Have I have one too. Mm-hmm. It's essential. We need, am everybody I a needs one. on yours? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what did you say? I said, am I a beneficiary? Becky, um, are you fucking me? Because I don't know about all that. <laughs> are we fucking bitch like cuz or are you my are you my blood <laughs> like like and that's another thing they called they they said that in there they're like you guys I'm really your I'm fucking done Make this bitch a- this bitch really <laughs> said am I your beneficiary <laughs> girl Georgie's my beneficiary okay my I cat knew it. <laughs> like literally that cat is getting all my riches i'm just kidding no no i mean you you have to really be strategic about who you leave it to like right. and they say they're like check on it if it's been a while and you ain't with so-and-so no more you might want to go check on your bank account yeah. and make sure you you know your boyfriend's not on there that you're not with anymore because he gonna still get that money right. and so basically what happened with the, one of the girls kia on this kia the one the doctor on the show she uh her her brother died very unexpectedly and unex- unexpectedly when he was in his 30s and so basically um he didn't even finish setting up his beneficiaries for his oh um life insurance yeah through his uh-huh. job and since you know he wasn't married or anything like that like it went to his mom and his dad but their dad was estranged they never even spoke to their dad oh so that God. nigga got all yeah he got money and she couldn't even fucking wrap her head around yeah it. the mom couldn't you can't do anything about it no of course it's out of your hands right. like so that's just a, that's just an example and it really kind of resonated with me deeply because in our communities we don't talk about this stuff, guys. No. We don't actually discuss or talk about finances. Like, it needs to be normalized. We need right. to make sure that we're asking our friends, like, do you have a 401k? Do you have a life insurance policy? Because when you die, guys, a funeral costs at least fifteen dollars to $20,000 if you want to bury your loved one. Right. That's expensive. Who's right. got that right now? I know I don't. You right. know what I mean? Right. So you, that's why you have a life insurance policy, just in case. Because right. otherwise, you leave that burden to your family members, and that's it's horrible. Cheap. If you're under 40, like you can get one. I think I pay like $50 a month. Right. For an for insurance, my, uh, for yeah. a life insurance plan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that much. Because the price only goes up the older you get. Exactly. Too. I started mine when I was 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. My, my sister, shout out to you, Kuna. Like, she made me do it when I was like very young. And I had like $2,000 that I just was like, whatever, I wasn't doing it. I was 19. Like, what the fuck am I going to, you know what I mean? And I opened it. And literally like now, like if I die, like I'm like, my family's fine. Like they can pay for my funeral. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to worry, which is my most important thing is like, I just don't want to leave them with a burden, you know? So it's important, guys. It's important. You know what? You know? Now that I'm thinking about it, I do have to update mine because I have my nephews on there. Yeah. But I also had my dog on there when he was alive. Oh my. Are you dead ass? <laughs> I'm dead ass. I had, I put it in. You could put an animal? That I yeah, had no so idea. T- like if something were to happen to me, use this money to take care of my dog. I know. That is some serious dog mom <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know. guys. He wow. 
I've never that heard of that. That was my child. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Girl, you Well, know. you know, there was some woman that died in New York. This was like years ago. She was like this New York socialite old lady. Never, I guess she was estranged from her whole family. And she left, I think it was like $500,000 to her nail tech, who was like her best friend. Um, who like I she was just like a regular of this nail tech and she loved this nail tech and oh my gosh, she left the nail she, tech money and then she left like two million dollars to her dog or something like that oh, for her dog. I'm done. There are white people <laughs> that don't have so much money. They don't even know where to give where to give it to. They give it to their dog or their nail tech. I'm well, fucking I gave it done. To my dog too, just girl, in case. Girl. So I should go fix that. Well, yeah. he's not alive anymore, so he wouldn't That's why you don't put a dog down, boo. <laughs> well what if he was? What if something had happened? You to took me? you put, give it to the person that is caring for that dog. Girl, my nephews weren't going to take care of Oh, him. my God. Did you hear this? <laughs> she put a dog on her... Oh, shit. Well, I, oh my- I had it go. It was going to go evenly to the three of them. I'm fucking done over <laughs> here, guys. I did not expect this from Becky, and I am fucking <laughs> shook right now. What? Yeah. Girl, because they were even saying in that episode, they were like, you shouldn't even leave it to your... Mi- if you can't even leave it to a minor, because oh. mi- it needs to be with an adult. They, they actually recommended that you don't put it with a minor. Well, they're not minors anymore. No, I know. But like, so, if you have a six-year-old kid and you're like, well, put yeah, their name down. Like 12 at the time. Right. The sub, right. So. I mean, I get it. Trust me. Like, I want to, you know, you have your, your people. Like, yeah. I want to leave money to Kyla and everything, my nephew, nieces right. and nephew. However, I, I know she's not ever going to be like, you know what I mean? Like, I need to I give it to someone that's actually going to like know how to handle it and take care of her. So her parents. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'll give it to my brother and then she can, they can take care Here's of Kyla. True. My nephews don't even know that they're beneficiaries. And, they and that's okay. So. That's another thing they called out though, guys, is that you need to let them know. Oh shit. Because if they don't know that you say you pass away and they, the, well, they my don't mom knows. Well, that's good. Someone okay. needs to know at least yeah. that you have I think this my account. My mom and my sister know that they, I have that life insurance okay. and my nephews are the beneficiaries. That's all they say is because uh-huh. you guess what? Another thing they mentioned is that if, if the person doesn't come and claim the money, Guess who gets to keep it? And are you and are you are they going to be looking for you no, that hard? No, Come on now. You. So they're yeah, they're going to get that money. So you need th- these people that you leave as beneficiaries need to know that that way oh. they when you do pass away, they can they can access it or at least yeah. know where to access it. So and on, on, a, on a more deeper level, like if you have money, money like celebrities or influencers or people just with a lot of money, they do recommend getting an estate planner, like hiring an estate planner because right. it costs about five thousand dollars. They said, but that's if you have like a trust fund, you want to set up a trust and things like that. Fuck you. I don't believe in God money. Right. Right. (laughs) But they also did say like, this was a black woman too. She's like, I need this to be a norm for everyday people as well. It costs, she's like to just have a basic power of attorney after you die. It's like, it's only, it's like $1,100. Like it's worth it guys to leave your family a home. All you know, your money, you know what I'm saying? Like leave people, somebody at least that you care about, or even like an organization, you know, if you don't care about people, because some people don't, mm-hmm. some people care, you know, about other things like dogs and shit. That's, hey, listen, do you. That's where you decide to give your money. That's on you. I got nothing to say. That's, you know what I mean? Right. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was something some really important. And I was yeah. just like, wow. And I, I was so happy that I did because I saw one of my accounts. I didn't set it up yet. Oh, shit. Yes. I was like, fuck, I, I never set up my beneficiaries for this one account. Holy shit. So I did it, you know, and I, and then they say that do it for your bank, like even just your checking account and things like that. Like have it be like, who's going to fucking have your shit or who, you know, 
because we don't think about afterlife, yeah, right? I definitely don't have my checking account or my savings account. Right. You you gotta you gotta call your bank up. I don't know how they do it with COVID now and everything. Like they might do things over the phone or via um online or whatever. But I thought it was a really important thing to bring up. But wow, what a tangent we went on. Um, I was like, wow. <laughs> what we're gonna do is take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and we're just gonna let it flow. We're just gonna talk a little bit more about grief, guys. Okay. We'll yes. be right back. The yesification of grief. Hell yeah. Okay, now we'll be right back. <laughs> And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. Hi, guys, and we are back. And you know what it's hey. time for? You want to ta- do it, Beck? It's time for... Medicate, masturbate, or meditate. Ooh! Kim. No, Kim says it's the best. Medit- it's meditate, masturbate, or medicate. Okay, I said it wrong. Oh, it's cool, bitch. <laughs> I mean, y'all get the point, right? Y'all get the point. No, let's give a shout out for Becky for doing that in her intro, guys. Cute for her. No, that was cute, cute, cute. So yeah, guys, this this uh, this week on um, the 3Ms segment, um, we are going to do a little mixed bag. We're going to mention a little medit- medicate. So we're going to, you know, throw cannabis in the mix. And then we're going to talk about meditate, which the meditate segment is going to be um, grief, you know, because yeah. we have a lot going on right now in grief and in our world. And yeah. just in general, I feel like everyone can relate to grief right now. Um, and, you know, Becky did mention earlier in the episode, you know, about her grandmother's passing. And we're going to, you know, dive into that. But. Also, too, guys, like I, I never mentioned this, and this is something that it's really hard for me to talk about. Like, literally, my therapist is like trying to pull it out of me too. Is talking about my dad because yeah. I lost my dad too. Um, but that was that was all the way back in 2015. So it was it was actually it was 2016, July 2016, I think. Uh, it's funny because when I had Christian on the episode, Christian was like, he remembered. He was like, no, Kim, it was 2016. Like, he was like, really, Christian? Aww. He's he like he remembered it. Yeah. I was like, oh wow, because we both lost our fathers, you know. So right, and like. That's something that's just super hard for still me to, to to go into talk about. There's a lot of history that I, I I loved my dad, you know, and I took care of him too. So, right. and I know, and then that's something that I felt like you were so I was so like Becky like loves her grandma because she's like because your grandmother you know in her last like I would say like during the pandemic right she moved in with you guys right, right? She moved yeah in with she's me originally parents. she lived with she lived in Dallas right so she was born in Mexico. When she got married, when she was 26, she moved to the U.S. with my grandfather, her husband. My grandfather already had papers, so she came to live with him in Laredo, Texas, and mm. then they eventually made their way up north. My grandfather did work in, like, different, like, farms in, like, um, Nebraska. Really? And, like, Wisconsin, and then he eventually got a job at the steel mills in South Chicago. Okay. Oh, okay, and that hence where that's why where my story begins. They ended up in South Chicago. Oh, that's I um, didn't know that story, Beck. Actually, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. that's, that's that's why you guys settled there. Yeah, that's why it's ground zero. You know, that's cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, and so my grandparents lived in Chicago with their family, my my mom, um, for about twenty something years, mm. and then my grandfather got became very ill he became terminally ill I think my mom must have been like 22 or 23 um and he 
relocated to Texas to spend the last of his days with his family out there. And he's from originally from, yeah, he, my grandfather was a Tejano. Like that's they're What is they're that? A different kind of Mexican. What is they're, that? You're the Hanos are Mexicans who lived on the land that is currently Texas. Um, before it was a U.S. like part of the U.S. Re- oh my, that's mm-hmm. amazing! So he was a native. Yes, and the and the Hanos don't really claim to be Mexican. They 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 they'll say we're they're Tejanos. It's there's ah. a difference. There's a whole different culture. It's a subculture within my culture, um, and that was my grandfather. Um, so hence why I have a lot of. Connections to Texas, and right. I have my mom's side of the family in Dallas, and then my brother lived in Houston for a while. His That's right. fiance and her family's from there. That's right. Yeah, you have a lot um, of connection to Texas. I do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and yeah, they li- and He moved back, and my mom was already married to my dad, and she had a few sisters that still lived here in Chicago, and they eventually relocated down the road to Dallas as well. Mm. But yeah, my grandmother came to live with us in October of 2020. And so during the pandemic, during the pandemic. And, you know, it was honestly, I, I've, I've obviously been grief stricken during this time and it comes and go, it, it, it comes in waves, you know, and, um, but really I, what it really, what makes me, feels so good is you know I had this time with my grandmother she lived with me for a whole year and obviously you know having already just my parents who are boomers you know who were I mean my parents are thankfully healthy but I still with so much unknown during the pandemic I was like working with the public in people's faces so I was really trying my best to not get them sick and just trying to like behave myself you know um, and so, and I, and I really hunkered down once my grandmother moved in. So. I remember that. Yeah. Becky was not fucking with us when, yeah. when, her, when her grandma was living right, with them. So right. she took it seriously. Cause at the end of the day, you, you would, you, you don't want to bring that home, right, you know, to, right. your, to potentially, regardless of what you guys f- f- agree, it, the, the risk to bring it home to your grandmother to is elderly. And uh, she yeah. had cancer at the time, okay. you know, so what kind of cancer? Um, it was like, um, like a lymph node cancer. Okay. Yeah. Um, was it specific in her body? It was on right underneath her. Oh, really? On her neck right here. On her neck. Which is why she spent, she, she had to have surgery because they had shed a tumor on her jaw. Really? And so she spent the last two years where she could only eat like soft foods. She couldn't have salads. Cause she taught her, her speech was never, um, her speech um, really wasn't the same after her surgery. Okay. So it was definitely, you know, like when she came to live with us, I was definitely like, Oh my God, she's elderly. You know what I mean? She was, um, in that moment I knew like this is a gift from God, you know, and I'm not a religious person guys. And, but I do believe, you know, I do have faith and, you know, my gr- after my dad's mom died in 2016, um, my my grandmother who just passed away my from my mom's side, her sister died the same week that my dad's mom died. Yeah, and so my grandmother's sister was her best friend, and she was devastated when her when her sister died. You know, and plus. I think also knowing that my grandmother, my dad's mom had passed away, like it was kind of like, oh my God, like 
Mm-hmm. This I could see it in her face, like she knew, like this is the end of the line. She was yeah. the last living sibling in her family, right? And um, right. So I, it was kind of hard for me to face her for a while after that, just because it made me so sad, and I was dealing with the grief of my other grandmother, yeah. which she was such a fixture in my life. I, you know, I was I'm very blessed that I have had two amazing grandmothers, very different, mm-hmm. you know, both of them, but they both really made an impact on me. Um, and so it was hard to face my grandmother because also she was sad because she was mourning her sister. Yeah, of course. So when COVID happened, you know, I that was definitely something that crossed my mind. Like I was like, oh my god, like when am I going to see my grandmother again? Like mm-hmm. I know she's getting older and she doesn't have time really anymore. Like, and then she was brought and, to you and, and yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to see her until after I get a vaccine. But then she, yeah, she came, she to, came live to live with live, us. Yeah. That was a, such you know, a gift. It yeah. Was, it, oh my God. It, I will cherish that time until, until I'm dead. You know right, what I mean? I'm right. going to cherish that year that I had with her. Cause You know, I had so many beautiful conversations. You know, my grandmother and I lived differently, obviously. (laughs) You know, and she was a woman of faith Mm -hmm. and she... Y'all, she's Jezebel (laughs) over here. (laughs) Becky over here, Jezebel. (laughs) Listen, though, my grandmother was... She didn't believe in astrology, obviously. She was a Christian woman. Yeah. But she was a true... Scorpio queen, honey. Scorpio queen. And she had my mom exactly nine months to the day after her wedding day. Oh, my. Oh, my God. My mom was the firstborn. So it's like, listen, listen. Okay. She said, let me wait till my wedding night to bust it open. So I have a feeling, though. Because she loved to brag about that. Like, she loved to Really? Wow. No one can ever say that I was not a virgin the day of my wedding. Damn, honey. I had my daughter um, nine months the day after I got married. Damn. And I'm sure, and this is no disrespect to her, you know, my grandmother was a bad bitch. You know what I mean? Like, she had all kinds of guys after her. But she was determined... She was not going to marry a guy from her town unless they had papers. She's like, she listen, was like, if I'm going to, what's you finna give me? If I'm going to do it, we're going to get, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Where are them know? peacock feathers at? Right. Exactly. You guys put a show on exactly. for me. Okay. <laughs> Talking about, I need to show you something. No, I, I stand. I think that right. was great. I think that's so, something that too, Becky, that I, you know, I'm happy that you had that because I, you know, that's something that sounds so beautiful. Like I, because my dad and mom had an 18 year difference. So my dad guys was 18 years older than my mom. I know it sounds a lot. Like literally I think about like my dad at 18 years old, you know, running around these streets and my mom was like literally being born. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. But no, I mean, they met later on in life, guys, you know, Uh like very late. My dad was his, my dad was my mom's supervisor at work and he wanted a strong Thai woman to come over here and work for him. And this Thai lady at his job said, I got the perfect, I have somebody for you, George, I do. And she brought my mama. And so, you know, that's history right there, you know. And so my dad did help her out, too, because, you know, with her ex-husband, you know, putting my mom in debt with, like, you know, gambling and drinking and stuff. My mom needed help, so my dad helped her with that, too. So it was really beautiful, you know, and I love their story. And, you know, um... But with with um with le- like with him like leaving this planet like 
he was always older. You know, right. like I was the young, I was the kid at school with an old dad that couldn't mm-hmm. like do anything, you know, like right. when, when my friends are like, oh, I'm going to go watch this with my dad or I'm going to go play ball with or whatever, like, you know, whatever it is. I'm like, my dad is literally on the couch and I have to give him his insulin shots. You know what I mean? Right. Like I have to check his blood sugar for his diabetes for his, you know, like I ha- we have to get him to dialysis three times a week, you know? Because he's sick, you know? So that was my reality. I was his, like, nurse for many years, like, his living nurse. We all kind of pitched in. We all kind of helped out with my dad, you know? My brother, my mom, you know? So, um, you know, I didn't have grandparents. Like, I had one grandparent. Uh, my mom's my mom's mom. So she was in Thailand. But she, could, she couldn't speak any English, yeah. and I could not speak Thai. Like, when yeah. I was... I went out there to visit her. I was, like, 11, 12 years old. That was the first time I met my grandmother, and I just, she just looked at me, smiled and just handed me like these little soy milk things that are like these little, like, they're like these little, like, little, like, almost like you think of like a high C, like a little drink, like a little eight, it's like a Thai drink, but it was like soy milk. And then to, to, to kids or to people like that, like, I don't know, it's like a novelty drink that people like. I hated it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was gross to me. And my, and my grandmother like would always like give it to me. And I'm like, thank you. Because I'm like, I don't know how to tell this lady that I don't like this shit. You know what I mean? So right. that's all. Girl. I can't. I can't talk to her. You know, I don't speak Thai. And that's one thing that I, that's why I be speaking Thai in here, y'all. Because I'm like trying to like, I don't know. That's a, that's a life goal of mine to speak to, uh, be f- at least a conversational. Yeah. That would be really fucking cool. Um, I could get it's around. A, it's, a, it's a commitment to raise oh, your yeah. kids bilingual. Oh, it's so hard. It, it is on top of like all the other things that right. you have to do as a parent to also be like, okay, let's work on your Spanish. Right. You it's know, work. It it's work. work. I sh- and like, I see like some of my, you know, I or see that. Tie, my bad. Mm. No, no, it's cool. No, like, but and the thing is back in the day, back in that time, it wasn't cool to be bilingual. You right. guys, it wasn't cool to have an accent. My, my mom was desperately like, cause my, my, my brother and sister, you know, they grew up in Thailand. They were born in the U S but they were grew up in Thailand. So when they came back to the U S they spoke Thai mm-hmm. and my mom didn't want them to have an accent and be made fun of. So she would, you know, discipline them, you know, if they spoke Thai, like, no, speak English, speak English, you know. Right. And so and she didn't encourage us to, to speak Thai at home. So I don't know Thai like that. But I had to learn myself as an adult because I wanted to go to Thailand. I wanted to walk around. I wanted to communicate, you know, so I can do some things. But it's a tough language, guys. It, it right. is. It is hard. OK, they're like, it is not your traditional, whatever languages. I think languages are hard in general, but anyways, no, but like, I didn't have that time with my grandparents, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, and I don't even, I don't really know, like my dad's mom and my dad's, I don't know about my dad's dad, I guess I hear just like a few stories my dad would tell me, but again, my guys, my dad was born in 1943. Okay. So, you so know, your, your grandparents and your dad's side were gone already, but I didn't, met, I haven't met my dad or my mom or my grandparents at all. Are they my dad's alive side. still? No, I never met any of them. Oh, they had on my passed. Da- they had passed. Like, oh, yeah, wow. they had way passed. My mom met my mom met my dad's dad. So my mom met my grandparent granddad okay. on my dad's side. She met him for a little bit, and then he passed away. But oh, I was wow. not born. I was, you know, when I was born, I had only one living grandparent, and it was my grandmother, my mom's my mom's mom. Yeah. And then she passed away, you know, when I was like in high school or something like that. Yeah. And like my mom went to Thailand to do pay her respects, but I didn't go, you know, and didn't have a relationship with her. So it was different. It it was, you know, like we I didn't have that, you know. So like when I hear your story of your and 
you know, like and how she prayed for us and all that, you know, it was, it was beautiful, you know, and I was like appreciated, appreciative because, you know, I didn't have grandparents like that. I didn't, you know, I barely, I had a cold ass mom, you know, like I didn't have that motherly, like affectionate time or anything. So, but I did have some that with my dad, you know what I mean? So I felt I could go and talk to George and sit down and have a conversation with him. He'd be like, tell me what's going on, you know? And I'd be like, okay. And I would sit down and tell him about stuff in school and, you know, and that was something that we did do. Yeah. And, uh. You, you know, definitely did that. Your relationship with your father, probably because he knew he didn't have a lot of time with you. You know, he probably was like, "I'm gonna just cut the bullshit and I'm just gonna give it to her straight because I can't afford to walk on eggshells around her." You know, my dad was a tourist, guys like me. I was, I was they born were the same person. Yeah, literally. I was born three days after my dad. So, <laughs> and he was a stubborn black man, born in 1943. You know. So you can already tell right there what you're dealing with. You know what I mean? And so you couldn't tell him shit, you know? Do I think my father was problematic in a lot of areas and no one's perfect? Of course. Of course. But, like, the image of my father to me was, you know, um, you know, I admired him and he helped me with, like, like finances and just telling me straight, like you said, telling me like it's straight. Because I remember, like, when I was young and, like, I would get, like, picked on, you know, by... um, other black girls or other black people, you know, because I, I talked like a white girl or I had hair down my back. Like I had braids in my hair and no tracks or whatever the fuck. Like they were like jealous. They're like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this bitch? And I didn't realize I was like fucking a kid. Right. And my dad was like, this is why, honey, you right. know, you're going to get this your whole life. Boo boo. It's, this is life. This is, and he kind of gave it to me like that. I was like, yeah. damn, that sucks. You know, like I got fired from the salon, my good salon job at the white, at the white salon, I worked at this white ass salon, y'all. A few white salons, um, because again, I was the acceptable black because I'm a biracial girl that talks like a white girl, right? right? So I could work at these establishments, right? So, but at the same time, they were real quick to be like, "Bitch, we don't you ever in your life forget who you are." Because I opened my mouth and said something like, "This white girl was getting more hours than me," and I was like, "That's not fair." And they're like, "Oh, really, bitch? You don't like that?" Okay, well, the next day, bitch, they fired me. They took so, out the schedule, girl. Bitch, they said, uh, you also <laughs> remember you're a negress, so bye-bye. Honestly, <laughs> as someone who works in the salon, it is, when someone quits suddenly or they have to get fired for whatever, it is like, it throws such a wrench into, like, the flow of things, you know? So it's like, for you, for them to be like, okay, you want to act up, we're just going to, like, drop you. Like, they were willing to, like, have a bad couple of weeks while... While they yeah. replaced you, like, oh, my God, it's just so yeah. petty. It's, I didn't it, even realize, is girl. Is it worth it, yeah. you know, to be petty? Like, I know it's not worth it for me, right. you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. It was a reality check for your girl. It was. Because yeah. I'm over here, you know, I'm a very, I'm young. I'm stubborn, prideful tourist in my own selfish, vain head thinking, like, oh, my God, they live for me. Bitch, no, they don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you were, like, their affirmative action hire or whatever the fuck. I don't fucking know. Like, whatever the fuck they wanted to do. But, like, or they got sick of me. Whatever. Or they literally Uh was like, oh, this bitch doesn't realize that she needs to be put in her place. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. So my dad would tell me those things. He would be very frank with me about life and how it was, how it's going to be to be a black woman in America, which I appreciated. Right. But, you know, it's, grief is something, though, that, and this is something that we talk about a lot because, not only that am I grieving my dad, but I'm grieving like 
you know, friendships, you know, I'm grieving like mentorships, jobs, even, you know, like the war, the war, people you know, we lost to the pandemic, people we lost to the pandemic, you know, animals, you know, when they die, what that's animals. No, I'm saying in general. Oh, I was like, oh no, I didn't. Leave. God Which damn it. No, furry friends. Oh, no, no, no. But I'm saying like, you know, like it's, you know, we need, we, we have to acknowledge that that's something that is huge in our life and that it shouldn't necessarily be something that we shouldn't be like, we should be able to talk about it. We should be able to, and then we should be able to be like, I'm having a hard time and I, I need to be home today and tomorrow and the whole week from work, which you did. Right, Becky? Like, yeah, well, I was going back and forth to Texas because, like I said, I was able to go spend some time with um, my grandmother before she passed. And then I had a com- it, it was a long story how, why I came back and then just went back quickly. But that's, that's yeah. the details don't matter. But, you know, um, yeah, it was definitely a tough time. I was telling Kim that I feel like cannabis really kind of yes. hel- has been helping me through it all. Um you know, the anxiety I felt going to visit my grandmother, knowing like, oh my God, like this is it. Like I was, this I was bitch, not okay. This bitch risked it all though too. This bitch, I'm like, she's like, I got flour in my bag. I'm like, yes, bitch. <laughs> Y'all, she took weed down there and was like, I need it. This is my medicine. And I know that's yeah. right. And her and her cousins are like, sickening. This, <laughs> yeah. this weed though. <laughs> right. Because I don't, who knows what they're getting in Texas? Yeah, I, I don't want to know. For my weed heads out there, she <laughs> brought some Florida orange down there by Revolution. Yeah. You already know what's up, okay? It's so good. It's, it's really fucking it's good. It's so good to just put you to sleep, and you know, I think for me, obviously, I had to do things still and get shit done while this was going on to the best of my ability, and. Right. I think when there's a moment when you're grief where you're like kind of like, okay, I got to like go do this and I got to go talk to this person. I got to go finish that. Um, you kind of get lost in the sauce and you kind of get caught up in like, I can't cry. I can't cry. I can't cry. I don't talk about it. Talk about it. And like before my grandmother passed and I was like dealing with all those feelings, once I would like smoke before bed, it was like, that was my moment to lay down my armor. And I was like, I'm just going to succumb to this feeling. And I just sobbed, you know, like I'm sad. I was sad. That's when you got high. Yeah. When I would get high and it, you know, I, it was just felt so good to like let it out Mm -hmm. and to like, even though it's a scary feeling to feel sad and to be in mourning and to know like, Oh my God, like this is terrible. Like I get it. My, my grandma's time has come, but it's still sad. But it was really nice to like be able to lay it all down and just be with the feeling and Mm -hmm. just kind of like ride that wave, you know? And that's really what I've just been doing is riding the wave. But I really feel like it's been with the assistance of cannabis, you know, like it's helped you sleep. It's it's helped me sleep. It's helped me, you know, just cope, right? Just cope, you know, with the anxiety of like everything that was going on because then once she passed, you know, I really underestimated because when my grandmother passed away in 2016, my dad's mom, Mm -hmm. she was buried within 24 hours. You know, I was able to like fly out there. We went to the funeral, everything happened. And it was like, all right, now time to just Mm -hmm. sit with the sadness. There was the, the, but the time in between my grandmother's death and like to the day that her weight killed me. Why is it that they did that? Um, it was just, that was when the funeral could do it. They, oh, the really? Home, like they had no other time to 
really to bury her you know that was the they were booked up they were booked up that was isn't that's kind of scary to think that like nursing uh funeral homes are that busy that just goes to show you that that's many people dying yeah Uh uh-huh that's scary right Right. guys like yeah that's the world we live in where funeral home is literally booked up right that's kind of scary right yeah so and I was just like, it, time was moving in slow motion. Yeah. You know, it really was. Like, I felt from that morning that she passed until literally the night before I left to go to her funeral, I was like, what is life? Like, mm-hmm. what, what, do, like, what do I do with myself during this time? Yeah. You know, like, and mind you, like, once the wake came and, like, the funeral came, you know, the burial, like, Obviously, I was ready for it and I was prepared, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I, 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 like I told Joey, I was like, listen, when my time comes, I need you to know, like, just get rid of me as soon as possible. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't get want, rid of me. I, was like, I don't want people to, you know, um, just you don't want to wait with it. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, I, I don't Would know. Would you be cremated? I don't know. I, that, I mean, that's something I'd have to think about, right? But I know that I don't want people to sit with these feelings yeah. for days and days yeah. on end. Because also, to the anticipation, yeah. you have time to think about things. Like, the day of her wake, we were able to view her before the it opened to the public. And um, my grandmother was very vain. She was my glam grandma. And... She, that's the, why I Becky mean, and her got that's why I, that's why <laughs> I got along she and I love to spoil her like girl I would have her in like Joe Malone perfumes Chanel perfumes and she loved it when, remember when Juicy Couture Viva La Juicy was popular yeah I got her a bottle of it and she was she was feeling her oats in that fucking person. She's like, listen, you can't tell me shit. I smell no, good. You I smell tell good. Her shit and like yeah. she I don't know, I just love to spoil her. But um, you know, so I asked my 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 mom and my aunts, I'm like, did anyone go see, you know, like how she looks? Because we need to check. And they're like, No, she's fine. Like we gave them a really good picture. So her makeup was perfect, but then her hair was too poofy. And I was like, really? I was just like guys her hair's not perfect you know what i mean i was like go call them back like go get them and like i kind of had like a mini like a tantrum yeah and i and i was like you know what it's gonna be okay you know what i mean and my aunt kind of fixed her hair a little bit but i'm like if that wouldn't have happened if i didn't have time to think about it you know what i mean and like it was actually really sweet. Someone from my grandma would always wear hats and she would have bad hair days. Which okay. She didn't always like the way people would do her hair. So she was like, she would throw a hat on. Okay. That was like one of her signatures. And someone from her church brought her a hat. That's cute. And put it on her. See, like, but that's shout out to your grandma. Like she had people that really right. fuck with her and knew how she was and right. knew how she wanted to look. That's great. Right. And so, yeah. so yeah, you know, again, it's like, did that did that serve me? Did that serve her? Was it a big, no, it wasn't. She looked beautiful. Yeah. Her makeup was perfect. Her hair was fine. You know, but, but like, that's okay. You, you, you know? you're going through grief too. And like, you have an image of your grandmother and wakes guys. Like, I don't know if you've been to wake. My dad had a wake. Mm-hmm. It was so, I, you guys, I'm not a big, I'm like, if you invite me to funerals and things like that, like I'm not probably going to go. Yeah. I'm just that type of person. Like I don't and that's necessarily, fine. yeah, uh-huh. I, I, that's just how I operate. Like my seeing my dad in that state too, I didn't necessarily like, I, I didn't like that. I saw him in the wake. I, I, because my image of my father was 
the, the, okay, guys. So when my dad died, I was living in Australia. So I wasn't even in the U.S. when he passed away. However, my dad did not go in his sleep peacefully. He, he had diabetes. He had dialysis. If you guys know that, that's like, you know, it's, it's, he was it's sick. It's body. a lot. It's a lot on the body. So it's a with lot di- of suffering. Yes. And my dad, like, literally was on dialysis for, like, 15 years. So, like, he was a strong-ass guy. You know, like, he could help, he held on for a long time, you know? But mainly, I feel like that was because he wanted to make sure my mom, we were all set up. Like, my mom was good. Because, like, he took care of my mom. Like, he got her out of debt and taught her how to work, fi- like, with her money, finances, and all that stuff. So, when he left, he was like, I want to make sure she's good. I want to make, you know? So, like... But, like, towards the end, you know, he had diabetes. So, like, he didn't have feeling in his, like, feet or his toes. So, like, they had to amputate his toe. Then it just got, you know, they were like, okay, we got to cut a little more. We got to cut a little more, you know. And, like, they they ended up cutting off his foot, you know, his whole foot. And so... Mm-hmm. It's just so hard to even think that for me. Like, right. it's it's just this, like, I'm, you guys, I, like, growing up as a kid, my biggest fear was, like, I don't know how, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle when my dad dies. Like, I right. knew that my dad was sick. Right. I've known it all my life. He was sick the majority of my life, guys. Yeah. Like, literally, you know, I, got, I was in middle school giving my dad his insulin shots. You know what I mean? So, like, I was young seeing my dad this way. So I knew it was a reality I was going to have to, going to have to, you know, see in the future. And I always would say it, I would talk to myself and be like, I don't actually know how I'm going to handle this. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I literally did not know. I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I can't fathom the day I'm going to lose my dad. And so like, literally I decided, you know, to go gallivant and travel the world. And I decided to, um, go backpacking for three months. That's when it started. And then I went backpacking for three months, came back to the U.S. because I had to, because like, you know, my, exp- my visa expired. Right. And I couldn't afford to stay in, in Australia anymore. So I came back to the U.S., came back to Chicago. And uh, uh, I, no, I'm lying. What am I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I came you back home. For like six months, I feel like. Right. You You're right. Time. I was mm-hmm. Becky. I was only here for about six months. And all I did, I literally just like hustled. I like worked. I like went, I did Uber. Tim, Tim was in her bag. Yo, she I was like, was, I'm getting out of here. She was racking up to yeah. go back to live to Australia. I remember I, this. I was yeah. doing DoorDash, Uber Eats, or not, there wasn't Uber Eats at that time. There was Postmates. There was DoorDash. I was like Uber. Like I literally would do, do, I would deliver food from like, like, a, like what noon to like nine. And then I would turn my Uber on and I would do that to like two or three in the morning. I was I had a mission, guys. So, like, I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of this country. And I, I and six months later, I moved. I lied to my mom and dad. And I told them. lied to them? I did. Because I didn't want them to, like. like what did you tell them? That I told them that I had a job lined up for me in oh, Australia. Shit. I didn't. You know what, though? Sometimes. Sometimes our parents don't need to know everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't understand. The thing is, my dad didn't get it. Yeah. Because, like, my dad, guys, I'm, I'm, you guys know me. I've been to 34 countries. Like, I fuck with travel. That's my shit, right? He was, he never left the country. My dad never left the country. He went to, like, Florida and, like, Vegas, I think, or something like that. We talked about this before on the podcast where I'm like, Ken, like, your dad came up and, like, travel is a new thing. You know, it's, it was not accessible. The way it is now, even right. just 20 years ago. Exactly. Um, and so he, even though he was such a Renaissance man, this was like 
a part of the future that he didn't foresee. You he know? didn't get it. No. <laughs> he didn't get it. And he he would talk to my other sister, Kamalita, about it, like my half-sister um, on my dad's side. He'd be like, why does she need to do this? Why does she need to go and travel? Because like when, when I was in Australia, he was declining, you know? And, you know, she told me this. My sister would tell me. She's like, I had conversations with George. I had conversations with dad because she called him dad. I didn't. I never called my dad dad. I called mm-hmm. him George. But she's like, I had conversations with dad. And, like, you know, I tried to get him to understand, you know, in that sense. I would explain it to him. But he didn't get it. But he also loved you. He knew that it was giving, making you happy. So, And that, like, literally the year I moved to Australia, guys, and I decided to go and, be, you know, be a hot ass and be like, I'm leaving. The- I fucking hate America. I'm going to move to Australia and, like, <laughs> get married with some Australian guy, you know, like girl, like that was the year that my dad passed, you know? And it was crazy because I had a ticket home in the middle of my stay. Like I I was there for a year, right? In Australia, but in the middle that like my brother was getting married. So I had a ticket back home to go to the wedding and it was in July. No, it was in August, the wedding. No. Yeah. It was in August. And then, um, in July, literally a month, like three weeks before I had a ticket to go back home, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And, it and was, then you stayed, right? And then you went back after the wedding? I came home because you guys, I helped, remember you guys helped me get home. Right. Like I, I, like I, like I reached out to my, my friends, you know, like the shout out to the group and they were like, hey guys, like, you know, Kim needs to come home and like, you know, I, you know, flying home, buying a ticket home from Australia to Chicago ain't cheap, y'all. So I, you know, a last minute ticket for a funeral, you know, like I had to get home. So they helped me out and shout out to them and you guys like for helping me get home. And like, you know, it was sad because like I, but at the same time, it's like, I feel I was, I never, I never was one of those people that was like, wow, how come the year I leave it? My dad, I was more like, thank God I wasn't there to see it. Yeah. And that's okay too. You know, I think that grief looks different for everyone, you know, and I think I'm definitely a testament to that. And you're a testament to that. Like my mom has been a testament to that, the way she's grieving her mother. And um, has she cried yet? Your mom? Yes, she has. But you know, she's not like me, you know, like she was very like, Oh, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I always have been, you know, but I don't know. And I I think, um, I don't know. I think that sometimes we kind of get caught up in like, I I think especially right now, like this new spiritual wave is like feeling all your feelings and that's true with it, you know, and and yes, it is important, you know, but it's going to look different for different people. Like we express love in different ways and we express our emotions in different ways, you know, and, I think as long as you're conscious and aware and, you know, because even if you're running from it and you have not confronted your grief, guess what? Life oh, is yeah. be like, okay, yeah. you want to run from this shit? Right, right. Here you go. <laughs> like, and guys. a situation <laughs> that now you have to face it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I don't even sweat it. Like, I'm just yeah. like, you know what? Like, if you don't want to grieve the way you need to grieve, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to sweat it because it will catch up with you eventually. It'll, it'll, it'll come out too. Like the thing is like, truly like, I I agree with you in that sense too. Like completely like, cause like for me and my dad, like I'm one of those avoidant people. Like I will just not talk about it. I won't go visit his grave. Like I visited his grave once. And of course I was like a mess, you know, and I haven't been back. And 
mainly too like the the, twin, the time I went to go visit his grave, like the mud was like covering his like his grave. Oh shit, yeah. So I like so, you couldn't so, even so see so it. Yeah. Oh my god, it was like so ne- like he was like neglected, and I was just kind of like fuck, you know, like right. so like my sister. I went with my sister Kamalita, and like because I told her I'm like I want to go visit um George's grave, you know. And it was around his birthday. I remember that. It was around, my, like, me, because he was born on May 3rd. I'm born three days after him, you know? So, like, literally, she's like, okay, I'll get some water. We'll clean it off and make it, like, yeah. you know? Because it's, like, it fucks with you, you know? You're like, yeah. fuck. And so, like, I don't know. Like, and then, like, you know, going back there and, like, seeing, you know, like, I, I because I saw it like that, I'm like, oh, God. Like, I'm going to go back and it's going to be like that, you know? And... That's hurtful well, to, you know for me what? to see. In a situation like this, it's like this is when you reach out to your tribe and you can say, hey, like, hey, I'm going to go see my dad. Like, this is where his pot is. Like, can you go clean it off for me before I go? Because I just can't see it a mess and I don't, you know. Yeah. And that's, I would be like, girl, if you told me that, I'd be like, down. Like, what day are you going? I'm going to go the day before. Don't fucking worry about it. You know what I mean? Like. Reach out to people, That's you know, true. like there's nothing wrong with that either, you know, or or to make arrangements with someone to be like, hey, like I can't go to my dad's gravesite. I just don't have it in me. But it also tears me up to think about it being neglected. So yeah. would you mind going and checking on it like once a month and cleaning it off? Like, yeah. why not? You know, like that's. Yeah. I think that's what, when someone cares about you, they'd be willing to do that, you know? That's true. Just like how you and Joey were like last week, like, you need to eat something. I'm coming over. Can yeah. I bring you this? Can I do this for you? Like, Joey made me leave the house before my flight on, you know, over the weekend and was like, you need to get out. You need to, like, let's go get some, let's get a nice brunch. Yeah. Like, you need a little bit of joy. You need a little bit of laughter, you know? Like, that's what your tribe is for, you know? True. And that's true. why I feel like, especially like in this pat in this time with myself and, you know, things that I've gone through and things that I've learned about myself, you know, I'm able to see like, you know what? It's not, is it always about like feeling your feelings in that moment and confronting your grief head on the way that I do? Cause it's not, not everyone's going to operate like I yeah. do, you know, that's just yeah. that. It's, and then, and it's unrealistic to think that just like, I can't, you know, I can't fault you for not like avoiding, you know, like that's, just how you've been grieving. And it's what like, are you gonna, it's like, what can we do? It's going to, you're going to have to confront it eventually, but that's why it's all, like I said, it's also important to like reach out and for your try when mm-hmm. you need things. Like before I went to visit my grandmother, I had all these things to do. And there was something on my task list that I hadn't actually caught up with. And I needed to do it before I left. And like, I had a full blown anxiety attack about oh, it. Yeah. And I called my sister. I was like, listen, yeah. you need to get over here. I need your help with this. Mm-hmm. Like, I need you to like walk me through this. Not that I can't do it without you, but like, I'm literally like so overwhelmed right now with feeling the feelings that I was like, and she's like, yeah. And she told me, she's like, why didn't you call me yeah. yesterday to help? Cause you we're always, this? we and always like, don't want a burden. Right. You know? Why didn't you call me the day yeah. before? And I was like, I'm Right. Because, you know, we feel like grief is something that we feel like is like a burden. Right. We're like, oh, we don't want to put that on somebody. And like, you know, but we all go through it. We all go through it. Like we all. And the thing is, like, we're all experiencing grief in other ways, not just with our people that are actually passing and going to the afterlife. I mean, you can feel that death in, say, a breakup. You know, like a, like a like an ex, like with a with whether it's sexual or a friendship, right. it does it hurts. You know, and right. that's something that I need that I'm also experiencing. 
you know, right. right now. And then also talking about it with my therapist. Like, she's like, Kim, you're going through grief. And this is like something that you need to like, you know, figure out how to navigate around and like finding ways to do that. And like, Which you know, cannabis, y'all, I'm telling you, oh my God, me, it, it has been like a, a godsend, honestly. Like, shout out to cannabis. It's really helped me during this yeah. time, you know. Um, and I, you know what I've also realized because I wasn't really a heavy user before 2020. And then mm-hmm. now since I've been vaccinated, I've been like on eight different flights. Well, I get really nauseous and mm. I get really, I, I, I hate flying. I really, really, do. it's not my favorite. That's why you rather drive. And that's why I love to drive, but yeah. I mean, you got to get from point A to point to point B sometimes via the air yeah. most of the time. But, um, I was, I've been taking edibles, but like a, a sativa strain before I get on a flight and dude, it's like night and day. My nausea is gone. Really? I'm relaxed. That's awesome. You know, and I'm like, this is, I wish I had this growing up because yeah. I had a hard time and really? family, we traveled a lot. We did yeah, a you lot did. Of, we flew a lot. You, we, you, had a, you guys had a place had a in Mexico. trips, you know, yeah. and it was not always a pleasant experience. Yeah. Even when I got to Dallas for the funeral, my dad was already there. He had met up with my mom from Mexico and... When we landed, I text, I call my mom like, "Hey, where are you?" And she's like, "Oh, we're here." And I was like, "Don't bring dad," because I my dad drives like shit, and <sighs> I get really dizzy. And I was like, "I'm trying to keep this like non nauseous right, vibe going." And right. she was like, "What?" I'm like, "I don't want him here." I was like, Damn. "I don't want him to drive." I was like, well, "I just got off the plane," and she yeah. was like, "Well, he's here." <laughs> Girl, she said, Dad. But he let me drive afterwards. Good. Because I'm the same. You get that way when you drive, when you're not driving and you're in the backseat. I get it. It depends on who's driving, but. Okay. I know this about you, Becky. That's a vertical. That's like a part of your vertical. Yeah. I've been this way since I was a baby. Me too. Yeah. And my dad, girl, don't ever get in the car with my dad because you will, I guarantee. Oh, I will die. You will die. I'll die. Yeah. Ask my cousin, Orlando. What the fuck is he doing? Girl, he's. A mess. He's he's not okay. He's not a safe driver. What about when you when you drive in the front with him? Is it the same feeling? Oh, it's even worse. Oh my god, he is out here <laughs> gunning it, doing all sorts of flips and shit with his car or something. What the fuck? My my youngest nephew, when he was, I think he must have been like nine or ten. He was like, he was like, yeah. Every time I get in the car with Grandpa, he's like, I just pray. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, guys. Well. Shout out to your dad with these crazy driving skills. But no, I. I, But yeah, going back to the. Yeah. It's a meditation on grief, you know. Yes. However, however you mourn. Yeah. However you grieve things, you know, it's. Yeah. I think as long as you're not harming yourself or harming others, don't get don't get wrapped up in like the shame or the guilt of feeling like. Of feeling sad. Right. Doing that or. Why am I not crying every day? Or why am I crying every because, day? Right. You know? It's like, like everybody's doing this differently, you know? And like the one thing though that I did want to like point out before we go is like I wanted to say what my therapist was still doing for me, or like she was at recommending me to try, which maybe you guys can try it as well. Is like I love her practices because she she incorporates little like like practices of like, you know, um things I can do afterwards to help with mm-hmm. things too. So that's her her method um of of healing or whatever. But she she told me she like she gave me a list of all these different affirmations and like she told me to leave them different places 
And then she also told me, like, if you ever feel like a negative thought coming on, like when I'm triggered where something will bring it up, she's like, I want you to read those affirmations to yourself out loud. She's like, say them, you know, like, and they're just simple things like I deserve to be happy or, you know, I deserve to move on from a situation that no, no longer gives me joy. Like things like that, you know, because I do need to remind myself that like I shouldn't feel bad, you know, if. I have a friendship that's not serving me anymore, you know, and, and I don't feel it reciprocated back, you know, and I don't want to move forward with a friendship if it's not gonna, if it's not, you know, if it's not benefiting me too, you know, and, you know, and then same thing with like, you know, a job or like a relationship, like it's like, you know, that's something that I need to also help, like I need help with too. So like, those affirmations have helped, you know, and like physically saying them out loud is something that I do. I ha- I did it yesterday. Like I had a moment where I was going there and something reminded me of something like negative. And I was like, fuck, you know, here it is again, the, th- the right. thought. And then I went to um, my, my, I have all these um, affirmations taped to the mirror in the bathroom. Becky can see it too when she walks in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, You see yeah, all that? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So they're all in there. And so I'll just look in the mirror and I'll just like read them out, you know, or like when I'm in like brushing my teeth or like just to see it and like remind my, and then but she says to actually say it because I'm like, that's true. Yeah. Like physically saying it and like reading it is different. So and writing it too. She wants me to get more. She wants me to write things out. Like she wants. Remember me to, when you made fun of me for the affirmations page? Oh on yeah. <laughs> but that is like weird. It's like very wish. Once it, once it clicks, though, you're like, yo, this makes sense. You know. Listen, like, it helps you out. So I'm like, that's cool <laughs> for you, boo boo. Like they like, had the one that the, the, yesterday they posted. I will not get nuked. Yeah, with like, a chipmunk yeah. and shit on it or something. I was like. <laughs> Okay, Becky, like, if this makes you happy, go ahead. But I don't get it, boo. Your your girl does not understand this. Like, this is weird. But anyways, no. But no, yeah, we just wanted to leave a little bit of, like, talk of, like, you know, meditate slash medicate segment with a little talk of grief and how cannabis has helped us both with, you know grief and just you know oh yeah bitch when I like I'm I'm feeling major anxiety all day I can't wait to get back to my bong take a nice hit you know and just feel good like all my anxiety just melts away so so yeah guys like honestly it's it's a really scary time right now you know with everything that's going on with Ukraine and Russia and you know and then the thing is like there's like just because that's happening there like this is this stuff has been happening been happening in Africa every single day you know what I mean in other parts of the world so like the Middle East the Middle East, you know, we, we got to remember that, guys. It's like this world is, you know, there's not a lot, you know, there's a lot of good here, but there's also a lot of neg- The devil works all the time, y'all. Right. He working, okay? And there's people, he's he's winning in some places. But, like, just give each other grace. You know, I'm going to, uh, you yourself know. Grace. Give yourself grace. And if you could have a moment of joy, like, honestly, it's been, like, also, too, like, remembering my grandmother, like, mm-hmm. she was such a funny, goofy person, you know? Which so, you live, because that's you, too. <laughs> yeah. Becky loves to laugh. Yeah, so it's like, you gotta yeah. have joy, too, you know? Yeah. So She literally was like, I can't wait to go in the pockets. I, wanna, I need to laugh. Like, she was, like, excited yeah. just to laugh, which is great, you yeah. know? Which is great, which is the whole, the whole reason we're here, guys. So, right. but yeah, guys, as always, you guys better, uh, not better, you guys better... Well, please do. Now, <laughs> you know, you can always follow, find us on, um, you know, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a little comments, you know, rate us, subscribe. We're going to share a TikTok that really resonated with us about grief and life. And um, we'll the share one that it. you sent me. Yeah, we'll share that one was it. On really our, good. We're going to share it on our Instagram. And maybe you can comment and share like how you've dealt with grief or how you love have it felt after losing 
someone who had so much impact on your life. That's you know? uh, that's a really good. Th- I love that. I Becky. would love to hear. Yeah. Like, who left a mark on you and for sure how, how you're moving forward with your life. After, I love that. You know, after death, yeah. you know, cause like, you know, yeah, I, I really do love that. I'm going to do that. That's cause that, that video you showed me is amazing. So let's yeah. do that for sure. So yeah, yeah, guys, you can comment on that. You know, especially I know a lot of you out there probably are dealing with grief as well. So I'm sure this is a very, you know, it's probably getting hitting close to home, you know, for some of you. Right. And so I just want to say you're not alone. And we, you know, we see you, we see each other, you know, but yeah, reach out, like check out for us on Instagram at at Kimboology Podcast. Um, find Bexter Lexter on there too. Mm-hmm. You know, Becky's on the, on the buy IG. Mer- I, that's what I, I also, I need to buy merch already. I've been like, girl, I'll get you some merch. I mean, like, no. you know, like, w- let me, I want to pick something out. You're so cute. L- literally the merch <laughs> store is out there, guys. We have cute ass fucking merch too. We do. Our merch is fucking cute. Like, Ken, uh, shout out to Kendra. She just got her little cute little uh, Kimboology beanie, the tie-dye one. She's oh, going to be so cute. cute in that. And, you know, I sent out a few things. I sent out a little influencer boxes, you know what I'm saying, to some people. So, like, yeah, no, we're... Oh, oh I was in Portland, guys. Dropping my sticker everywhere in Portland. So, if you're in Portland... See if you can find the little Easter eggs I've sent you, the little eggs that I've left all over your city. The crumbs from Kimboology. What what was the name of the witch from Hansel and Gretel? The witch? Yeah, remember the fairy tale or the folk tale? Oh my God, girl, with my high ass, I cannot. And the witch that they like lived, they found a candy house. Yes, the candy house, yes. She was leaving crumbs that... Yes. Kim is the witch. (laughs) Bitch, you know there was an actual... (laughs) Uh, there was in the in nature walk. There was a place called Witches, the Witch's Castle. Yeah, and I left stickers there, bitch. <laughs> so what's up? Your girl is a witch out here now, playing. But hey, no. yeah. but I left it at like Voodoo Donuts, at like Portland um, Hamburger, at like you know the the popular spots that everybody be going to. So you can see them, and then just yeah, it's fun. I was like, let me go ahead and leave little stickers everywhere. Yes. It was fun. Uh, branding is key, guys. No, <laughs> but no, but seriously. Uh, yeah, no, find us on Instagram. TikTok now, guys, is fun. So find us on t- TikTok at Kimboology. Yes. Everything's in the show notes if you need all these tandles. Tan- did I say tandles? I did. Handles. Oh, I don't know. Um, no. But yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks. Oh, and then also shout out to Rick Dog for like, I don't know if you've been listening because Becky's probably hasn't. She's been going through a lot. But Becky's been opening the show. I mean, uh, Rick Dog's been opening the show oh my God. for the guests. No, and the, he's been and doing a great job. Well, it's actually on my to-do list to listen to the last two episodes this weekend. Okay, so. cute. Mm-hmm. He's been opening, guys. Oh, so, so yeah, cool. let me know if you guys love Rick Dog's voice because I do. Yes. His voice is sickening. He has got the perfect voiceover voice. Like, <laughs> literally and i was like ricky just open you know he actually decided to do it one day so i didn't even ask him in that for like literally i just was going through so much we had a guest episode and like you know he he also was the producer so he edits the podcast and he just was like you know i'm gonna just go in here and just you know say a little something something oh my god so yeah he's been like doing his uh he's been opening the show for the guests which is great so i think that's awesome and rick dog we appreciate you and thanks for opening the show during the guest ones we yeah listen to them they're cute they're fun and then you get a little male perspective there because he talks about sports, the sports. Okay, um, no, <laughs> but um, not. okay, I'm over here like <laughs> super. No, I I dabble. 
because I, I help, I watch with him. So, you know what I'm saying? Girl. But I cannot sit here and have a whole conversation about it because mm-hmm. I will be looking crazy. I was straining Alice's hair during the Super Bowl. Do, were you? Yeah. I'm done. Okay. So there you go. That's the level that Becky's on, guys. Yeah. But if you love Rick Dog, shout him out. You know, give him some love. Comment, you know. Uh, let me let us know. Give us a little email, you know. Yeah. So we love your feedback. We really do. It's always appreciated. And we're, don't be shy. Slide in our DMs, you know. Communicate with us. Tick, make a TikTok of us or whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, but yeah, we appreciate all the love. We really do. And yeah, we just want to leave you with that. What do you want to do? You want to leave the people with anything? Um, yeah, share your riches with us. Oh my god, <laughs> fuck you, Becky. <laughs> I said riches, guys. I mean, am I from the 20 the 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 16th? Hunt? What no, I don't even know. I got nothing, guys. The 15th century, the 15th century. Yeah, she was part of the Persian. Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your riches. <laughs> I will take your women. She traveled on the spice trail between <laughs> Europe and India. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> your girl's been out here. All right, guys, we got to get going. I love you guys down and we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. Well, shoot the damn dog.